Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Today I'm going to do a review on the second episode of Steven Spielberg's new four-part Netflix documentary series called Encounters. Now, in the previous podcast, I did a review on the first episode. I gave it a four-star uh, rating. Uh, I thought it was that good. The first episode was called Messengers. The second episode, which focuses on the aerial school UFO incident from 1994, is called Believers. And uh, I'm going to give this one three and a half stars. Uh, it's a very good sh show, a uh, great second part to this series uh, from Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment Television uh, Company. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I knock off half a star, however, because of the inclusion of somebody on there, uh, one of the students from 1994 who claims that uh, it was all a big lie. The whole thing was a lie. Uh, which goes against the uh, the what, what 62 other kids has say otherwise. So, and we're going to get into this, and I'm going to show you how this guy actually is did lie uh, for this episode. Uh, we know that he lied. It's a, it's a, it's a known fact, one way or the other, right? It's no, I have no issue whatsoever calling this guy a liar, and uh, we're going to get into the reasons why. But anyway, before I get into that, I just want to talk about some of the other the, the way this episode was was set up. Very like, very much like uh, Aerial Phenomenon, which was uh, released last year, put together by Randall Nickerson. Uh, great documentary, which I talked about a lot. Which I, as far as I was concerned, that that documentary from last year constitutes uh, absolute evidence. I mean, if you if you were to take all those kids into a court of law uh, to, to determine whether whether uh, they encountered uh, extraterrestrials uh, in September of 1994, uh, they would win that case. Uh, that's just how good that documentary was from Randall Nickerson. Uh, and so this this uh, second segment in this Netflix. Uh, documentary series from Spielberg really had a lot to live up to, and and it came pretty close for the most part. Uh, it was really well done, uh, and uh, and and like the first episode, uh, there was some uh, which focused on the Stephenville, Texas uh, incident from uh, 2008. Uh, in that episode, there was some new information to come forward that we didn't know about before, and in this episode here, same kind of deal, uh, things I didn't know about. Uh, one of the things that it talked about there was uh, had the headmistress from the school, uh, Judy Bates, and she said uh, in, after that incident happened in September, she was actually abducted by aliens. It was, it was in between the time of the incident and before... Uh, b before John Mack, the psychiatrist from Harvard, showed up and interviewed the kids in November of that same year. Uh, but in between that time, she said she was abducted, which I thought was very interesting. That was uh, some new, a new revelation that I was not aware of. Uh, <clears throat> also, there was a, an attorney that represented, the, there was a lot of discussion about the, uh, the political uh, intrigue that uh, John Mack had gone through. He was a tenured Harvard professor at the time, a psychiatrist uh, from Harvard, and uh, they were trying to get rid of him because uh, a lot of people didn't like that he was investigating alien abductions as well as the aerial school phenomenon. And uh, they had on his uh, attorney that represented him from that time, Eric McLeish, and uh, uh, he had a lot of uh, interesting things to say as well. But anyway... Well, uh, one of the things that, it, it, you know, in a way it was a, very similar to the uh, documentary from last year where it had a lot of the same faces uh, from previous, from, from that documentary in this documentary, a lot of the same uh, people who, you know, were students in 1994 when this 
uh, craft, this alien craft landed. A whole bunch of kids saw this thing. They saw strange lights coming down from the sky. This, this, there was a giant craft landed, and there was smaller crafts hovering around it. Uh, they talked about the alien creature that they were standing in front of. They they actually went to the very spot. Some of these kids were standing in the very spot where where the, where the alien was and where they were standing. And it was very they were very close uh, uh, to this thing. Uh, and just to, as far as I'm concerned, the aerial school incident is the, is the most. Uh, uh, it's it's the best case we have as far as I'm concerned based on all of the testimony from the from all those kids like I've always pointed out there's no way uh, that this could have been a hoax there's no way a bunch of uh, six, uh, elementary school children uh, could pull off a hoax like this and maintain it for all these years we're almost at the 30th anniversary of that next year will be the 30th anniversary of the aerial school incident However, there was one person that they interviewed during this whole thing, during this documentary, which uh, uh, his name was Dalen Vico, or Vico, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but but uh, Dalen said that he made the whole thing was a, nothing of, like that happened at all. Uh, and and when he was talking, he was like, he could tell by body language, you know, when someone's not telling the truth, one of the, when he was, uh, for this, in this one scene early on when he first brought him out uh, the talk about his experience he says he says i made the whole made up the whole thing right and when he says this he puts his head down like this like he can't even look at the camera where all these other people all these other witnesses they're they're looking right in the camera they have no problem telling what they recall from that from that day but he he tried to claim that uh he he actually fooled all these kids there he said he saw a shiny a rock shiny shiny rock out in the distance uh outside of the schoolyard uh and he pointed to that rock and told all the kids hey there's a spaceship and aliens and they all they all believed him and they went there and saw that and they must have hallucinated or something and then later on in the show uh dalen is saying that oh these people are they're, they're just lying all these years and they need to tell, come come clean and tell the truth finally now uh why this guy's doing this it's it's unclear but we could come up we'll, we'll, as we go through t- today's uh, episode we'll come up with i'll come up with some uh various theories on what could be going on here but uh the guy is a liar and 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 we could i could prove that for sure because he actually told a different story back in 2008 when he was interviewed uh, so we're going to get into all of that. So one way or another, Dalen, you're a liar. Uh, and I don't believe, and I believe the other 62 kids that had this experience, and I don't believe you whatsoever. But it was interesting on, on uh, Twitter, James Fox actually pointed this out. Of course, James Fox, the uh, filmmaker who put out uh, several document UFO documentaries over the years, he writes on Twitter, not sure why a Spielberg Netflix series on the phenomenon, Spielberg told me about the Rua case in the late 90s, would include this individual. What were they trying to accomplish other than insulting the other 60-plus students, including a teacher? And he has a picture of this guy on there. I'm not going to use any pictures from this documentary because of copyright concerns, uh, but uh, here is a picture of the guy from his Facebook page, uh, from uh, Dalen's Facebook page. Uh, so that's who we're talking about here. But the whole time he was very shifty, not looking into the camera when he was telling a story, and his story would, didn't make any sense. So basically he's trying to say that he told all these little kids, oh, that's a flying saucer out there, this rock, and, and aliens are there too. And then they believed him and, and actually saw it and had a, a mass hallucination. That's what he's trying to say. And then later on uh, he's trying to say, well, they're all lying. They're all telling a lie because I made it up. Uh, why did he make it up? Well, we'll get into that. But anyway, there were some comments after uh, from, from James Fox's uh, 
uh, comment, uh, somebody from uh, Terry Barlow on Twitter says, I think they deserve credit for, as it shows, they are presenting a balanced view. I don't think many reasonable people would believe him over 62 others. I ex- I suspect he has some kind of grudge. Yeah, that could be it. He could be that he just has a grudge and he just wants to uh, uh, tell this lie. Uh, maybe as a way to finally get in, on, on, uh, in, in one of these documentaries. Uh, and then another person says, James Falk says, to exclude it would have been more of an issue. That's why. Basic journalism. You can't just ignore or wish away first-hand folks who don't tell the story you prefer. As it is, the filmmakers handle it, handle it perfectly and let the guy impugn his own story with his erratic behavior and uh, nonsensical accusations that everyone else was lying. Exactly, yeah. I, I, I mean, to me, it was obvious that this guy was not telling the truth. Just by, I mean, from when I'm watching it, I'm, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, just by his body language. When, when, he, when he made the statement, I made, I made up the whole thing when he made that statement. His head's down like this. He's smoking a cigarette. He's having trouble looking in the camera. He looks real shifty and shady, right? And then he puts his whole head down and he says, says that because he's lying. That's why. Uh, but anyway... So there, yeah, there were comments like that on, uh, under James Fox's uh, Twitter, his Twitter comment. Uh, Kimball says, "I loved that they included him. For me, it was apparent that he may be trying to cope from the experience differently than the overwhelming majority of witnesses from that case." At one point, he even says, "The reality I choose to believe is." It gave a lot of depth to the event, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I guess, you know, in a way, I guess they needed to include it. If you have some guy after all this time stepping forward to say, yeah, I'm one, I'm one of the kids that was there, but I say it didn't happen. In fact, I'm the one who caused all of this trouble. When you have one guy saying that, I guess they had to include him because it was new information. But let's, uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about why I think this happened as we, uh, later on here. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, so let's see some other comments here. Um, uh, the pillars of creation had a comment on her. He says, who is this disinfo agent in the new Netflix series encounters shown in the episode of the aerial school phenomena? What the heck is he talking about? Uh, he said that this Dalen is a disgrace. Who the hell does he think he is to judge about over 60 witnesses? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Who is, who does he think he is? But what's oh, here's something else that's very interesting. Uh, let's, uh, we're going to talk about this aerial, uh, phenomenon Twitter handle. This is from the movie, the the aerial phenomenon movie. Uh, it has its own, uh, Twitter handle, aerial phenomenon. And it says here, it says Dalen Vico interview with Randall Nickerson in South Africa in 2008. So it took Nickerson a long time to put this, his movie together from that was released last year. Uh, aerial phenomenon it took he it, it took him many years to put that together and he actually interviewed dalen back in 2008 
and uh and I don't remember seeing him in that movie, in the final product. There was a lot of the other familiar faces we see, but I don't remember seeing Dalen. But for that interview, and they do have a, uh, this on video too, which they, they're going to present at some point. But these are some of the things that he said in 2008. He says, I believe that the aerial sighting, although we do, we do not fully understand what happened, there was something definitely that did occur there that was out of the ordinary. Uh, he continues, it was not a regular day at school. It was something very mind-blowing. And sometimes people might think I'm crazy, but I did see something. And I looked up into the sky and I saw these lights in the sky, but they weren't fixated in one area. Uh, the lights were flashing like different colors, blue, red, yellow, purple, but they would like flash and then disappear and then they would flash again, but maybe a kilometer or a large distance in the air. They would reappear and flash again in a different area. Uh, this happened for about 10 minutes, these different color lights flashing. I am certain that I didn't, did see something in the sky that I cannot explain. It could have been a government testing. It could have been a lot of different things. But there was definitely something there that I cannot explain, even to this day. I'm turning 24 in September, and at my age, I still cannot fathom or explain what happened on that day. And I would love to find the answers one day to what really happened and, and really went on. Uh, so that's what he said. That's what this guy said back in 2008. Now... Uh, for this new documentary that, that we're talking about here, he's saying something else. Uh, so we know that this guy's a liar. He said this back in 2008. Now he's saying this. For, uh, first, he's, uh, in, the, in, the, in the documentary, it seems like there's multiple lies told. First, he's saying he made all these kids believe they saw a UFO landed and extraterrestrials there. And then he also, and then later on, he says they, they know that they're lying, basically. He made it sound like these people are all lying and they know it and it's time to come clean. This guy's lying. That's who's lying. This guy, I can assure you, right, he's going to become a darling, a darling of the debunker community. These people, the debunkers, as we all know, they love liars. They love misinformation, disinformation. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll hang their hat on any explanation they could come up with. They'll believe this guy over all the 62 other kids that had this experience. Now, this Dalen tries to make it sound like there was all these first and second graders I told, hey, go see it, right? But there were other, there's a flying saucer over there with aliens, right? He tries to, he, that's his story, right? But there was other kids that were his age too, fifth and sixth graders that were there that also saw it. Well, I'm one of the main witnesses uh, that talks about this all these years talks about it. One of the people we see uh, uh, regularly on, on on these documentaries was face to face with this with, with one of these beings that was there that day. So uh, why did this guy lie? I don't know, but we're, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll talk about it here. Uh, on Reddit, there was a, a, a it was talked about a lot on Reddit. Here was thoughts on Dalen from Netflix Encounters episode two. Uh, this this was a discussion that was started on there. Uh, uh, it says here, in short, Dalen claims to have made up the entire UFO alien story from aerial school in Zimbabwe to get out of class. Claims it was a shiny rock. First time I've heard of this. Seems weird to come out so many years later and claim claim he was responsible. Thoughts? And of course, a lot of people on Reddit uh, uh, respond to saying, some guy says, this. that guy seems like a crackhead. You can tell he's angry and has his own agenda. Why is he the only one? Uh and let's see what else is said here. He says, his rock was only seen by him and 60, 61 other kids seen a UFO. Dude also doubles down, reckons he would approach alien beings because it would be a one-in-a-lifetime opportunity. He comes across as irrational and envious. Yes, I think so. Uh, that's another claim that he makes in this is that he said, uh, he, he doesn't. if there was an alien there, I would have approached it. He would have he went right up to it to try to get to touch it or something. 
And that, how, how absurd is that? If I, as a, a grown adult's not going to do something like that. If you were to see some a, a giant flying saucer landing in front of you with a, with an alien being standing right outside of it, I, I don't think you're going to go walking right up to it. You're not going to do that. A little kid's going to be scared out of their mind. All right, so that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. The whole thing was absurd. Uh, and then there was a therapist here uh, who uh, claims uh, this therapist lays out their their own uh, what they uh, this therapist named uh, well, let's see what the name is here uh, the unseen three on here it says therapist here oh boy I was ready to drop an analysis analysis on him as soon as I finished the episode I specialize in working with children and adolescents who have experienced trauma and or have mental illness and then later on. Uh, she, uh, this therapist says his demeanor and cadence was oddly cutting. He was pre- presenting as very bothered, even angered by the events as described by the 60 witnesses. When his scenes were playing in stark contrast with the others testimonies, it felt like an authenticity light switch was be- was being turned on and off, turned on for the other witnesses and off for his scenes. His words were borderline vitriolic yet felt hollow and rehearsed to me. Not at all. Like the presentation of the children in their interviews with Dr mac or at any other time even currently in which the authenticity was palpable his speech was the most pressured out of all of the witnesses and then uh this therapist goes on to say he made several contradictions at one point he stated i started the rumor because i just wanted to get class canceled and it worked but in one of the 1994 clips the principal mentioned that staff shut down and invalidated the kid's story immediately from the first moment they heard it after the bell and they carried on with their school day as if nothing happened even some of the child witnesses said this the main witnesses were pulled from class to individually create their drawings at a later instance not immediately after recess and the therapist also goes on to say i also found it odd that he doesn't seem to appear in any of the old videos i would have liked to see his 1994 videos in comparison to the other children's 1994 videos except there weren't any shown of him i've seen every published video and interview regarding this case as there aren't many he was not interviewed or or, or at least filmed by dr mac or the news channels who interviewed the children if he had been why didn't they show any of his clips if he was the first one to say something to alert the other kids which he implied by stating he himself started the rumor wouldn't the children have said well i was on the playground and suddenly dalen pointed to an object or i was playing with dalen when when dalen shouted look a ufo but no no one ever mentioned him then or now perhaps i just can't recognize him at a young age in the other videos we have seen but i'm pretty sure this was the first time any of us had heard of him odd he felt so out of place and not because he had an opposing view but because of the reasons i'm presenting uh Another thing uh, the therapist says here, one other physical cue that something was off here was every time he made a statement in bitter refute of the 60 or so witnesses, he would gulp immediately afterward. I could see his Adam's apple bob in a heavy swallow after he finished his complete statements, specifically the that didn't happen narratives before the camera would cut away to another scene with far more genuine interviewees believe it or not every single one of us has a tell we do unconsciously when we lie when we hold back truth or when we are discussing something deeply discomforting and highly impactful that we are afraid of admitting to ourselves and others these tells reveal that our nervous system feels dysregulated and so our parasympathetic nervous system forces our bodies to swallow gulp yawn scratch fidget or excessively blink in an attempt to self-soothe another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So there's more to that comment. I'll leave the links for everything I'm talking about here so you can check these things out for yourself. There's a lot more comments in addition to that on Reddit, of course. Uh, uh, but yeah, this is this is fantastic. This is amazing to me that uh, uh, that this guy was on there. But I guess you had to. I, and here you have to wonder. I mean, now he, if he was interviewed for 2008, and he told when he told a different story, and then finally last year in 2022, the movie finally is released, and he's probably watching it, and it's not his, his segments aren't there. Right, and then now he's on this show. But now his segments are are there. So this guy, we've never seen this guy before. Now all of a sudden, we're seeing him because he's telling a different story. Is it because he holds a grudge because he didn't appear in the other documentaries that were filmed in the past? Is that what it is? It could be. We don't know. We can only guess. I mean, maybe for all we know, he got paid off. I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of a, a debunker out there that hey, you know what? Why don't you? You were one of those kids there. You want to get? You you want to do us a favor? For all we know, I don't know. I don't trust the debunkers one bit. Or maybe it was a deputation of debunkers that contacted him. Hey, you were one of the kids there. Why don't you say nothing happened? Go ahead. For one of those documentaries they're making. For all we know, wait, I don't know. Or maybe he just, maybe because uh, when you're in these things, I, I don't know how these things work. I think you get paid money. If Even if you're just, if they're interviewing you and they're having you go through all the trouble to go on, to show up at a certain time and, and, and film yourself, and you're going to be on a documentary that's going to be there forever. I'm sure you get some money for it. Maybe this time he wanted to make sure he gets some money for it. How do we know? Right. And because he didn't get on the other shows, but now this time he's telling a different story. So they probably felt compelled to put him there, being that he was one of the kids that was there. At the, uh, in Ariel that day. Who knows? But whatever the case is, the guy's lying. He told a different story in 2008. Now he's saying, oh, no, no, uh, it's a big lie. Uh, I was the one who started the whole thing. They just fell for it. How, how is that possible? I remember being a little kid in first and second and third grade, right? If somebody would have pointed to a rock and said, there's a UFO, I would have looked at it and said, oh, that's just a rock. I'm not, kids aren't that stupid, right? The whole story stunk, and the guy was had all the signs of a liar. I'm not a, a body language expert, but I looked up, before I did this episode, I looked it up a little bit, because, the, like I said, with the, when this guy first comes on the screen, he starts talking, he, he actually goes, like, he's talking, he's looking at you, and then he puts his head down, he's like, I made up the whole thing. He was smoking a cigarette real shady. I made up the whole thing. All right. But anyway, here's an article from the Economic Times. This was published in 2015. It says, 13 signs someone is lying to you. Okay. Uh, it says here, a majority of the people you talk to on a daily basis are big, fat liars. A 2002 study conducted by the University of Massachusetts, Massachusetts Amherst psychologist Robert Feldman found that 60% of people lied during a 10-minute conversation, and they told an average of two to three lies in that time. Luckily, fibs are fairly easy to spot. You just have to know the signs. Dr. Lillian Glass, a behavioral an analyst and body language expert who has worked with the FBI on unmasking signals of deception, says when trying to figure out if someone is lying, you first need to understand how the person normally acts. Then you'll want to pay careful attention to their facial expressions, body language, and speech patterns, she writes in her book, The Body Language of Liars. 
Uh, here's one of the things, though, they talk about. One of the things that liars do, right, they change their head position quickly. If you see someone suddenly make a, make a head movement, when you ask them a direct question, they may be lying to you about something. The head will be retracted or jerked back, bowed down, or cocked or tilted to the side, writes Glass. This will often happen right before the person is expected to respond to a question. So there, there you go, folks. Uh, there's another thing that we could look at. We could tell what this guy's lying. The other interviewees, when you watch this documentary, you will notice that they are not acting the way this guy is acting. This guy's all jerky, shifty, you know, he's moving around. And when he makes that statement, I made up the whole thing. His head's down like this. He says, I made up the whole thing. Puts his head, he can't even look at the camera when he's saying it because he's lying. He told in 2008 he told a whole different story. Now he's saying this story. Is it was it, again? We could all speculate on why he's doing it, right? Is it just to get on the TV show, right? Is it just to make sure that he's that he's featured this time because he was he he wasn't in the last time, right? Is that what it was? That that that, that uh, was the the idea of I need to get on the show because I'll make a couple of bucks. I don't know, maybe. Uh, uh, who knows? We can only speculate, but I don't believe the guy. There's 62 other people saying otherwise. But again, this is going to be something that will, this guy will become a darling of the debunker crowd. You might, you might see this guy on TV more now than any of these other people from Ariel School. Watch out for that, too. He'll, Mick, he'll be Mick West's guest on, on some of his shows later on. I'm sure Mick West is probably already contacting the guy. Hey, can you come on my show? Because you remember Mick West's excuse for this, the one that he handed it, well, the one that he uh, uh, promoted uh, a year ago or whenever when he was talking about the puppets, right? The, the the magical puppet troupe that showed up, you know? So maybe this, now he has somebody who says, hey, that's I made the whole thing up. So now they'll have this guy to hang, to hang their hat on. So you got to wonder, you got to wonder the reasoning behind all of this stuff. But the guy, as far as I'm concerned, this guy, liar. That's what I say, liar. You have all these other witnesses telling you otherwise, right? Not only that, you could tell by the way the guy's talking. And we know that he lied. He talked he, when he was interviewed previously by uh, Randall Nickerson, right? What happened? What did he? What happened? He told a different story. Yeah, something weird happened that day. Most certainly, most certainly, that stuff didn't end up in the documentary. Now he's finally got his wish. He got. He's in a documentary now, right? So there you go. That's what that's what's going on with that. So I just I think we needed to you know that that's something I right when I saw I was watching this I, I actually was watching the documentary again last night. I'm looking at it again. I was like, oh my God. You know, I, I just can't believe what I'm seeing. I just can't believe what I'm seeing. Oh uh, this guy's I never saw this guy before. I was thinking, is this when you first see him, right? I thought, well, another witness with some face, one of the kids that we never saw before. But there are, there were lots of other kids. There's a lot of other kids that saw this that you never see in these documentaries. For instance, there was a guy, uh, his name is, uh, is, is Zaw. Uh, I saw him on some different documentaries before. And there's actually, he's mentioned in the Wikipedia page uh, on this incident. Uh, this was, it says in June 2021, this is on Wikipedia, Barstool Sports writer Zaw. He's, he writes for Barstool Sports, spoke in an interview about being a pupil in Ariel that day. He recounted that he saw a bright light come down from the sky and aliens exit it. Other, other witnesses were interviewed in the 2020 documentary, The Phenomenon, and spoke about how the experience has affected them. So Zah was one of the witnesses. I've seen him on, uh, being interviewed in other YouTube channels and stuff like that, but I never saw him in one of these major documentaries. But he's one of the other witnesses too, and he's, he's been saying the same story all these years as well. Well, you know, I just want to point something out here as an afterthought. If you go to the Aerial School UFO incident on Wikipedia, right, it's just a joke. You know, it seems like more 
like you, there's more stuff in there from the skeptics, right? Uh, than there is from the, the UFO experts and the people that investigated this stuff. That's what it always seems like to me. For instance, it seems like this Brian Dummy, excuse me, Brian Dunning, not Brian Dummy. Sorry, Brian. Uh, skeptic Brian Dun, Dun, uh, Dunning. Uh, he, sa- he says here, it says, there was, see, there was stuff that was seen before the aerial school. Leading up to that incident, there was some sightings of UFOs. And he was saying that the fireball that people were seeing in the sky at that time was basically the reentry of the Zenit 2 rocket from the Cosmos 2290 satellite launch. The Brewster broke up into burning streaks as it moved silently across the sky, giving an impressive, impressive light show to millions of Africans. Uh, local UFO researcher Cynthia Hine recorded other alien sightings at the time, including a daylight sighting by a young boy and his mother and a report of alien beings on a road by a trucker. Now, I just want to talk about some of the video that was taken bef- like leading up the days, the weeks leading up to that uh, aerial school incident in Zimbabwe. Uh, there was actually, I saw some video that well, objects that weren't most certainly not meteors. Nobody knows what they were. Uh, but anyway, there's you continue with this article. Uh, and it gets into uh, more of the Brian Dunning uh, stuff here. Like, why is why is this guy who's never went there, never interviewed anybody, but yet he gets a, a pr- prominent paragraphs uh, in the in the story of the Ariel School incident in, in this Wikipedia page? It's absolutely absurd. It says here in December 2020, Brian Dunning devoted an episode of his Skeptoid podcast to the incident. In it, he noted that some children in the school reported that they had not seen anything unusual that day. He challenged the often repeated statement that as rural school children in Zimbabwe, the witnesses would not have had exposure to modern media and so would not have been familiar with the concept of UFOs and alien visitors. He also criticized uh, the interviewing techniques of Hind and Mack. Yeah, but... uh, these people, right? They don't—they're so disingenuous. It makes you sick, right? Brian Dunning, this guy—he's—he's he's just as much of a jerk as as some of these other debunkers you hear about. I've talked about him in other in other shows, uh, but anyway, like they—they they just can't accept this reality. They just—they're—they're they're, they're too dumb. Brian Dumming or Dunning or Dumbbell, Dumbbell or whatever his last name is, right? He's too dumb, right? And this is, they make their living doing this, skeptoid. I mean, who the hell would want to listen to some trash like that? Honest to Christ. But anyway, uh, yeah. So this, this, now this guy here, we're talking about here, uh, He's he's going to become a darling for the for the debunkers like that. I guarantee you, you're going to see this guy's going to he's going to ha- he's going to be on tour now. He'll be on tour. He'll be he be showing up on shows like Brian Dumbbell's show or whatever, right? He'll be on stuff. He'll be on stuff like that, talk, telling his his horse dump stories, right? Uh, that's what's going to happen now. Uh, good good for him, I guess. I guess it's it'll be worth. I'm sure he'll get a few bucks every time for every show. Uh, good show. Good job. Nice nice work. Anyway, uh, one more thing. I want to go through a last of the, uh, the, the couple of the uh, the last couple of polls that I have on Spotify, uh, just to you know, give you an update on where they all are at this point. Uh, for the episode, the UFO extraterrestrial phenomenon is a smart people problem slash Alaska Triangle. I asked the question: Do you believe that extraterrestrials may be responsible for some of the twenty thousand disappearances in the Alaska Triangle since nineteen seventy? And at, as of today, it's up to uh, 76 votes with 25 days left. 10 people say no, or 13.2%, and 66 people say yes, or 86.8%. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with the yeses on that one. I think that, uh, yeah, they are responsible uh, for, for some of these uh, 
disappearances. I'm certain of it. I'm sure of it. Doesn't make me right, but that's my feeling. Uh, and also uh, for yesterday's episode, so far uh, the yesterday yesterday's episode was review of first episode of Steven Spielberg's new Netflix docu- UFO documentary Encounters. I asked this question, what is the explanation for the gargantuan flying craft witnessed by hundreds of people in the Stephenville, Texas area in 2008? So far, there's only 31 votes, but there is 27 days left, so you you could still get to vote on this if you please. Uh, Let's see, we have one vote or 3.2% for atmospheric phenomena. Mm, I say definitely no to that one. Uh, We have one vote or 3.2% for mass hallucination. Mm, no, I think that person who put that on there is hallucinating. Uh, we have two votes, or 6.5%, for Mirage. No, no, I don't believe that. I think there was too many witnesses, too many people, and uh, no, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Uh, five people, or 16.1%, say military jets. Now, I'm wondering, who are these five people that are going for military jets? Is it the military themselves? Maybe some Pentagon generals? Uh, yeah, it was just... Uh, it was just uh, military jets that uh, the people saw that day. No, there's no such thing as extraterrestrials or, or giant triangle crafts. <laughs> there were just some uh, jets in formation. Yeah, that's all it was. Uh, or maybe it was a mirage. Or, uh, you know what? Mass hallucinations. These people might be... All these witnesses might be crackpots. You know what? Uh, yeah, maybe it was a hoax. Yeah, actually, hoax and satellites, nobody voted for that yet. Uh, maybe it was a hoax. Yeah. It was all these people, hundreds of people in Stephenville area. Uh, it just, it was a big hoax. Actually, what it was, it was satellites, you know. Yeah, satellites. But luckily, uh, the majority voted, let's say, 22 people or 71% so far say they think it was extraterrestrials slash non-human intelligence responsible for the gargantuan flying craft spotted by hundreds of eyeballs in Stephenville, Texas area back in 2008. And it was not uh, what the Pentagon would probably have you make you believe. Yeah, it was uh, uh, atmospheric phenomena. That's, yes, don't worry about it. Nothing, there's no such thing as extraterrestrials or uh, aliens. Anybody who believes that, crazy. Anybody who tells you otherwise, you know, don't listen to them, listen to us. We wouldn't lie. We wouldn't lie. I'm telling you right now. We're not going to lie to you. Roswell was a balloon. Don't worry about it. Go home. Go to sleep. Crash test dummies. That's what what they saw. There's no such thing as aliens with big heads and big black eyes. It's ridiculous. Anyway, go to home. Don't worry about it. Anyway, uh, I want to say thank you for joining me. Until next time.